Hello and welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast, a place where we delve into everything to do with wellness, self-care, face yoga, yoga, business, and looking and feeling the best version of ourselves. And today we have a regular guest. We have Katie Blake. Many of you will know Katie Blake because alongside Katie Brindle, her, I and Katie Brindle all put together the Facial Gua Sha Teacher Training Program, which is our certain certified course which qualifies you to teach how to use the beautiful crystal gua shards on other people's faces, teaching it one-to-one, teaching it in groups. You can teach it online or in person and it's a lovely complement to our face yoga teacher training course and both courses are fully accredited and you can choose for Katie Blake to be your super trainer with both of the courses as well. So you can go to faceyogaexpert.com slash teacher training for all the information on that. So before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to send a little bit of extra love out to everyone today. I just feel, and I mentioned this actually at the end of the podcast with Katie, but I feel that this time of year can often be quite tricky for many of us when it comes to mental health, emotional health. And we have, particularly if you live in the UK or many parts of Europe, you will find that the weather is not as good as it really is maybe during the spring and the summertime. So it's quite cold, it's quite dark, we have quite dark evenings and it can affect us. So just a really simple message actually, just to say, look, you're not alone and there are people that can help you. So please do reach out for help if you need help. And remember, if you are going through a difficult time, that this too shall pass. So let's get into this week's episode with the lovely Katie. Katie, a warm welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. We are so excited to have you here again. I feel like you're a real regular now on the show. (laughs) Oh, thank you for having me. I love coming on and talking to you. (laughs) Well, we love chatting. We've already chatted for, well, over 15 minutes before we started recording, haven't we? (laughs) We had to stop ourselves because it probably would have gone on about three hours. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But what we're going to do today is many of my regular listeners will know that you have come on lots of times and we've delved into everything from face yoga to acupressure to energy work to wellness I mean we've talked about a lot which is a lot of subjects so we were sort of thinking what would be really helpful for people today and something which I've been delving into a lot recently and something I'm really passionate about is the lymphatic system the lymphatic drainage how gua sha how face yoga how lots of other things can really help our lymphatic system can really help that lymphatic drainage and general wellness that it brings when the lymphatic system is working the way that it should. So what we thought is we would take it sort of back to basics at first, really delve into lymphatic system, what it is, how it works. And then we'll talk a little bit about gua sha and face yoga and how it can help the lymphatic system. That sounds good to me. And it's so good to actually address this because I passed someone the other day in facial gua sha in our teacher training course. And the lady asked me a question. What is the difference between the warm up techniques and the lymphatic techniques? So it's quite interesting to address that with someone and give them more insight on it. 
That's amazing. Well, do you know what? Shall we start with that question before we actually go into the, what a lymphatic system is? Maybe explain that because I think that that's a really good sort of starting point. Yeah, absolutely. So when you use the gua sha tools for lymphatic drainage, we go down the neck. And this was her question. She said, why do you go down the neck? Because a lot of people go up because they want lifting and sculpting. But the lymphatic drainage goes down the neck. So we needed to drain down the neck first to clear all the toxins, clear any buildup of what our body doesn't want, you know, doesn't serve our body. And then you do the upwards techniques to do the warm up, because then you want to lift and sculpt the muscles. So there's quite a difference in that aspect as well, up and down. And then it's the pressure. So lymphatic drainage is very light, almost like a feather-like touch. And then the warm-up techniques can go from a light pressure all the way to quite a strong pressure, depending on how the person responds to the tools, whether they're bringing up char, whether they like a firm massage as well. You know, when we do go for a facial, people do tend to say, do you like light, medium or firm touch? So it's the same with gua sha. Um, gua sha does speed up the microcirculation very quickly. So it's about addressing what suits that individual. Exactly. And I think that that is so helpful. So, you know, to summarise that for people, if you want to do your lymphatic drainage, generally we're looking at light pressure. We're moving downwards towards our lymph nodes and we'll explain a little bit more about how to yes. do that later. But we also want to do that lifting and that sculpting and that firming, whether it comes to gua sha, whether it comes to facial massage. And mostly we want to go upwards and outwards with that. Yes, so yes. And we can use a little bit firmer pressure if that's suitable for your skin. So yeah. both are yeah. really important. I think that everyone wants to lean towards the, the lifting and the sculpting. And yes, we all want to, to lift and sculpt, but actually there's something really powerful in that more subtle, gentle lymphatic drainage, because yeah. that is where our skin starts to really come alive. Mm. It has that vibrancy. It becomes healthier. We start to drain toxins. We start to reduce puffiness under the eyes, dark circles, bloating mm. in the face. So it's about finding that balance between the two. Absolutely. You did a brilliant demonstration the other day, actually, going underneath the eyes and around the back of the ear and down the back of the neck. And that's so good, like you say, for puffiness around the eyes. And it's just people learning how to combine the massage techniques with lymphatic drainage. You don't have to just do lymphatic drainage warm up. That's it. You can combine them throughout the treatment. So and throughout the teaching. So you're actually addressing both at the same time. Absolutely. And you mentioned yeah. the warm up. So within our Gua Sha teacher training course, which is the beautiful teacher training course that myself, you and Katie Brindle put together, which is a certification that people can do in order to qualify as a facial Gua Sha teacher and teach these gorgeous techniques to other people. We actually teach how to do a warm up before you do the main Gua Sha techniques. Yes. Now, can you explain the importance of doing a warm up, but also why we don't always have to do the warm-up so warm-up's <laughs> ideal but you can skip that bit for example if you're doing like a one minute quick routine so maybe you yeah. could talk us through that yes of course so if you wanted to do a longer treatment like if you were going for a workout at the gym you want to warm up the muscles before you go a little bit deeper so we've got a lovely routine that we teach our teachers to slowly warm up the muscles whilst lifting upwards and outwards like you say and warming up all the different muscles within the face and then we can go a little bit deeper because once the muscles are warmed up you've actually stimulated a system called your microcirculation with gua sha 
So the longer that you do facial gua sha for, so if you get up to seven minutes, it stimulates your microcirculation to up to 400%. Then you down your tools if you wanted to. You wouldn't have to do any longer than that if you didn't want to. That then continues for another 25 minutes after. And this has been proven in a university in Germany. Um, I think it was in year, oh, if correct me if I'm wrong, was it? 2009 or so it's the university of duisburg eastern i don't know if i'm saying that right in germany yeah. but yeah showed a 400 percent increase in service microperfusion at the yeah. area treated over seven minutes immediately following treatment and significant increase for the full 25 minutes following treatment yeah which is great it's, it's wonderful isn't it so if, say if you've got someone that comes in and they've got they want to work on their lower cheek area i'm going to this area to as a demonstration they can warm up this area with the warm-up techniques and then go into the lifting sculpting the lift and define techniques they can go and use them for a longer period of time making sure that they're watching the color of the skin so if they don't want to bring up too much char because gua sha can bring up quite deep char and then they can put their tools down and know that that's going to stimulate the microcirculation for a longer period of time, which is then going to help the appearance of the skin, help the strengthening of the muscles. So they start to really find the benefits for using gua sha on a daily basis. That's great. <laughs> and maybe you can explain a little bit about what the lymphatic system actually is and why it's so important. Yeah, of course. So the lymphatic system is a network of tissues and organs, which include the bone marrow, the thymus, the lymph nodes, spleen, tonsils, and the lymphatic tissue. The lymphatic system helps to rid the body of toxins, waste, and other unwanted materials. Absolutely. And really the, the function of it is to transport that lymph and also the lymph, it's really important, I think, to say that the lymph is a fluid which contains infection-fighting white blood cells throughout the body. It's so powerful, I was thinking, and so underrated and not talked mm. about enough because it really just helps with not only that removal of excess fluids from body tissues, but the absorption of those fatty acids and transport of fat into the circulatory system and also it's important for the production of those immune cells as well so it's almost like that one-way drainage system so yeah. removing the fluid removing the waste from the body tissues into the blood circulation so yeah. so important so powerful but i think the other important thing to say is it's not like the circulatory system which has that pump it has the heart we actually need to give it what i like to say a helping hand you know no pun intended when it comes to face yeah. yoga, but a helping hand so unless we are breathing correctly unless we are moving our body correctly unless we are doing lymphatic drainage on the face whether that be with our hands through something like face yoga or through gua sha that lymphatic system is not going to work the way it should. And it's going to get almost quite stagnant. And then we get that yeah. buildup of that lymph and that buildup of toxins, which mm. can, can show itself on the face as puffiness, bloating, poor skin tone, even outbreaks, dark circles. Yeah. But in the body as well, it can show up as immune issues, energy issues, yeah. Um, aches and pains through the body yeah. so many things emotional so many issues. things yeah I mean the list is so long I'm I know it's off the top of my head here, I know. so so long 
And you know, one thing that I do notice when people do have a problem with the lymphatic system, the puffiness underneath their underarms. So when you are doing the techniques from the lymphatic drainage part of the manual, I do try and teach people to do a little bit of stimulation underneath their underarms. So then they start to really address the main lymph nodes because you have lots of tiny, tiny little lymph nodes over the body. And then you have the bigger lymph nodes as well. So it's it's a really complex system that I think people have brushed over for years and we're really starting to address it now. Exactly. So we need that lymph to be moved towards Mm. the nodes so it can be, like I like to say, dealt with there. So can you just tell us where the the key lymph nodes are in in the body? Yeah, absolutely. So underneath your underarms, you've got some key lymph nodes there. In your neck area, you've got some key lymph nodes. Back of your knee, in your groin area. Yeah, again, a huge system where people want to drain towards those areas, but like you say, working towards the heart. So it works in a one-way system and it doesn't have a pump like the circulationary system. So you need to help push it along a little bit so it doesn't get stagnant in these main areas. But you've got all these little lymph nodes as well that can, uh, they talk to each other and they start to move things along with one another. So you've got one little lymph node that might get a little bit, uh, too much fluid within it you've got the other lymph nodes that actually start to help that so it's, it's a huge system that um, really helps to work with the body's other systems as well it does absolutely I loved how you mentioned that often when you're doing the teacher training but even when you're teaching gua sha you actually do go into those lymph nodes under the arm area so how would you do that would you do like a pulsing underneath the armpits would you do a little bit of massage would you do some chest gua sha and, and then work under the arms? Maybe you could explain that that routine that you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I start off with actually draining down the neck onto the chest area with a light pressure. And then we rub gently on the thymus area, which is actually on the plate in between your chest. As you rub onto this area, if it's more tender, it might mean that you need to work it a little bit more. <laughs> it's part of your immune system. So it's really good to actually boost this. And then I go outwards across the chest. I do tend to do one side before the other. You can do both sides at the same time if you want to. But if you have got a system that is a little bit more delicate, I would say use one side and then do the other side. And then I do a gentle squeeze, putting the tools down with my hand underneath the underarms just to really stimulate some of those main glands underneath the underarms. I love that. So it's like a little little squeezing action. Yeah, a little squeezing action. And yeah. actually, you are quite tender. Just go lightly. You don't have to press firmly, just go lightly and daily use doing these techniques. You'll gradually find that you can do them for longer. They won't, they won't feel so tender and it shouldn't really hurt when you're doing massage with lymphatic drainage. But sometimes if you do have sensitivities where they might be a little bit more swollen, this is where they might feel a little bit sensitive. And that's why you work the whole system because you're working the areas that haven't got those sensitivities of fluid buildup. Absolutely. And it's interesting you mentioned a post that I did yesterday where mm. I was showing the face yoga under the eyes mm. and going down behind the ears and then doing a little sort of pulse on on the collarbone area. Yeah. And interesting, there are quite a few people commenting saying, well, how does this make a difference? It's so gentle. How's that going to do anything? Because I think what we imagine is, is quite a, a, a human being thing to feel that actually the deeper and harder that we go, the quicker results we're going to have. And mm. As we both always teach all the time, you know, we have to be so delicate around the eye area anyway. 
But when we are coming to that lymphatic drainage, it's actually not going to become lymphatic drainage if we're going as deep down to the muscle and bone and really pulling the skin in that area. That's not going to do it. We need to do that gentle touch. But I can see how if someone was looking at something which was as gentle, I'm demonstrating, but this is audio, (laughs) as gentle, as almost like brushing the skin, but not seeing the skin move. I can see how someone would think, "Hmm, is that actually doing anything? Yeah. It is so powerful, isn't it? Because that lymphatic so, system is just underneath the skin there. Yeah. And I think try it, you know, don't knock it until you tried it. So if someone is thinking, is that actually going to work for me? Just try it. Have a look at your, when did you post it? You posted it yesterday, yesterday which was yes. the 17th, wasn't it? Yes, it's exactly. Yeah. Of January. Yeah. So have a look and try it. Follow along with Danny Howe. Yes. <laughs> so it works with you. <laughs> exactly. And it's, you know, these little techniques fitting into our routine. I know that that's something that we're both so passionate about. Actually, it doesn't need to take so long. Like we talked about the importance of doing warm up techniques before we do the, the main gua sha. And I use the word importance. And that is if you're going to be doing a full routine, it's obviously important as well if you are training as a gua sha teacher, because you need to know the full range of techniques. And most likely you're going to be teaching full classes to people. So actually just knowing a 60 second technique isn't going to help you. We want to equip you with every technique. But could you say, tell us a little bit about what you think the benefits are of just doing 60 seconds of gua sha every day? So even if listeners say, look, do you know what? I haven't got time to get into all these techniques that you you and Katie are talking about, Danielle. But actually, I love my gua sha and I want to do it every day. What's the best thing you can do in sort of 60 seconds? So I'm going to do a demonstration soon for you to post on the Instagram page on the teacher, the face yoga teacher trainers. That's it. Yeah. Um, And what you want to do is using just light touch again to begin with and then build up a little bit of strength in the morning. But if you just want to do it for one minute, gently go down the neck six times either side. Don't go over the throat area. That's a contraindication. Then working on upwards, outward strokes along the jawline, across the cheeks and across the forehead, just six strokes on either side. You've done a minute and that's going to stimulate the circulation. It's obviously not going to be as deep therapy as what you would do if you did a 60 minute you know, workout on your face. The same with your body if you do a minute, but a minute every day builds up and you start to see those benefits. You start to see the hydration in your skin getting better, the tone in your muscles getting better, the lines in your face starting to not be so visible. So you start to see those benefits. You do. And in terms of sort of keeping the skin tight and tall, I know this is a question people ask me quite a lot with Gua Sha and I must do more Gua Sha demonstrations as well on (laughs) on my social media because people do ask a lot of questions about this. In terms of sort of keeping the skin tight and tall, do you recommend sort of holding the skin as you're doing the Gua Sha? Um, And also, could you explain to us the angle that is needed as well? Because again, that's something I know that people get confused about. Absolutely. So, it's really good to anchor the skin when you're doing gua sha. So when I'm going along the jawline area, if I'm not using two tools, I'll anchor on with my hand on my chin area. I'm demonstrating that with my hands. <laughs> we can visualise it. <laughs> and then gliding along all the way up to the air, making sure that you're anchoring onto the skin. If you're a little bit younger, if you're in your 20s, obviously the anchor is uh, so important, but it's still good to do it to 
practice for as we get older and the anchoring becomes more needed. <laughs> as we get a little bit older, you might want to, as the skin starts to loosen, we want to start toning it up. It will get better from doing these techniques as well. You anchor onto the chin exactly the same, but if your skin starts to move a little bit, move your hand along, along the jawline as you move the tool along. So you're not stretching the skin too much or anchoring on and making sure that you're getting that stimulation in the muscles that you're trying to address, which is then going to help the tightness of the skin because you've got the relationship between the skin, muscle and fascia. And how much do you think people need to be worried about exact angle and exact technique? Because I know that it can almost make people um, pause from doing their techniques because so many people have said to me, you know, Daniel, I'm not sure if I'm doing it exactly right and I don't want to do damage. Yes. How much do you think that, that we need to get concerned about that compared with giving it a go and using sort of intuition? Yeah. So some people can use intuition a lot more than others. So it's quite nice to be clear with how you're going to use the tools. Start off always with a light pressure because then it's not going to matter whilst you're learning how to use the angles. Washer should be done from about 10% angle, 10 degree angle, sorry, to about 45 degree angle. As you're using it, you can change the angle on different parts of your face. So see how your skin, how your muscles react. If you wanted to do more of a lift of the tool, then you angle the tool at a more 45 degree. If you wanted to do more of a gentle touch, then it's a flatter angle. So it's more of a 10 to 15 degree angle. I have done a little demonstration on my Instagram for that as well. So if people want to have a look at that, that's um, mine is Katie underscore the skin whisperer. So people can have a look at that, but I will do more demonstrations on yours as well. That's great. I'm sure people were really excited to see that. And when it comes to the lymphatic system, what other things can we do? We've talked about gua sha, we've talked about facial massage. How else can we give our lymphatic system a helping hand and help that system to eliminate the toxins, get rid of that rubbish, that garbage, like it's meant to? Yes, absolutely. So obviously facial yoga <laughs> comes into it, definitely. It's a brilliant technique in the facial yoga teacher training course as well. But body brushing, I love body brushing. It's so good for helping the lymphatic system all over the body. You can actually do body massage as well with your hands, just really working through the system. There's so many things that you can do. There is. Absolutely. I love body brushing as well. And mm. I must admit, <laughs> you'll laugh at this, but in the mornings, I always feel so cold. So what I'm doing at the moment is I'm literally getting out of bed, having my dressing gown on, and I'm literally only doing soles of the feet, up my legs, <laughs> up to the, the lymph nodes around the groin area. And then I'm yes. stopping there. And it's really lazy because actually I need to do the rest of the body, but I just can't bear being completely naked for a while before I go in the shower at the moment. So this is so cold. But um, I definitely get really prone to cellulite so I need to just keep that up that really yes. really seems to help me I yeah. also keep a gua sha in the shower usually one of the stainless steel ones and yes. I'll just do normally a little bit about around the bottom and thigh area um I'll sometimes do a little bit around my neck area sometimes a little bit of thymus sometimes a little bit sort of down the arms so I just try and do these techniques when I can and another thing that I find really helpful for my lymphatic system really simple doesn't cost any money it's just walking, walking yes. outside in fresh air and nature. 
Definitely. I do. I've made it my mission of this year to do 10,000 steps a day. So, yeah. Do you have a Fitbit or something to? I do it with my Fitbit and my phone. So, yeah. 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 So it's uh, registered and I've done it so far. We're on day 18. (laughs) I've done it so far. And then I do do cycling as well. So I do try to keep the body active. And, you know, that's going to be great for helping the lymphatic system. Absolutely. And do you find that most of your steps are done when you're actually going out on a specific walk? Or do you find you're racking up those steps just running around after two kids? (laughs) Surprisingly, I rack up about 3,000 steps running after the children because it's dropped them off here. (laughs) Yeah. Walking into school. Um, You've been walking around the house. Like (laughs) that is the other day, my husband says, because he's now got it on his phone tracking. He said, I haven't been out today and I've done 8,000 steps. And I said, <laughs> how is that possible? And it was just one of those days, you know, yes. it was, I think it was a really rainy day or might have been like the snow day and we were inside and the kids were here. And we were doing things and we were walking around the house all the time. You know, we were tidying up, we were going up and down the <laughs> stairs and he'd done 8,000 steps. So oh <laughs> it is just about moving, isn't it? But yeah, it's it so is. important for, for the lymphatic system is just simple movement yeah simple movement and if you're finding that you know some people can't don't can't do the ten thousand steps a day which is completely understandable then doing the movement with slow movement you know at home walking around the house like you've just said racking up those steps is great and doing a bit of body brushing doing a bit of body gua sha doing a bit of yoga you know getting everything moving is perfect work to your ability basically isn't it absolutely and last year I was restricted quite a bit walking because I had a really swollen foot it's a whole long story I mean yeah. still not 100% sorted now but I had a, a little I had it drained and I've got a um an insole now for my foot and like I have to strap it up sometimes but anyway I'm back to walking which is which is the main thing for me but actually I had to really think outside the box and adapt because walking for me is so important for my lymphatic system for my physical health it's hugely important for my mental health as well I find it makes a massive difference it helps my sleep but I had to really adapt and it made me um, have so much empathy for people that actually can't get outside and walk so I was each day thinking look what else can I do and I do some yoga every day anyway so that was a given but actually I wanted to move my body do cardio and move it in that way so I got a, a really cheap sort of little exercise bike and I would, you know, to go on the exercise bike or I would make sure that I do things that don't put pressure on my on my foot. So even sat on a chair and doing like leg raises, arm raises, mm-hmm. that type of thing. There are ways that we can adapt to it. And I often I often feel as well really sympathetic for anyone that struggles to get the motivation to do that because yes. I, mean, I know what that's like you know what that's like yes. it isn't easy I heard something really powerful yesterday I think it was Mel Robbins that said it and she said in order to feel happy we have to do the things that make us happy before we feel happy mm-hmm. so I thought that is so powerful because actually if we're waiting to feel happy to go to the gym or go to a yoga class or go out for a walk or eat a healthy salad then actually we probably won't ever do it but if we can find something in us some sort of motivation to just take that first step for a walk or just to make that first glass of water or that anything that we know that makes us happy within a healthy range you know that doesn't include things that we perceive make us happy that aren't good for us yes Um, but if we can do those things first then happiness will follow and I thought that is so powerful I mean that's completely going off point really but no it's no important important thing to share actually 
actually because I think yeah. it's easy for us as wellness professionals to say you know do your yoga do your walk do your mm-hmm. martial, do your face yoga but actually it's not always as easy as that you know no. if you have got physical restrictions or your mental health is yeah. that you're struggling to actually do those things so yeah you know I know for me when I've had days where I felt quite low or you know I felt like my mental health isn't where it is I've always got this thing that I say Danielle just go and put your trainers on and I think if you just put your trainers on and you just walk out the door then instantly and that's exactly that same thing instantly go on a walk it shifts everything and shifts your mindset and 20 minutes later I think my goodness if I hadn't done that I would have probably felt quite flat all day whereas actually I did that and it shifted things so quickly so it is just like you don't need to sort of say okay I have to do a whole day I have to do exercise I have to look after myself it's just that one thing like for me yeah put your shoes on put your shoes on that's it put your shoes on and then it will and then it will do it you know um absolutely it's it's just having those tools and techniques that you can can start to use yeah absolutely and it's so interesting when you said about the the mental health side of it because what I find if, if I've had a hard day or even a hard night's sleep, having, even if you do five minutes walk, you know, if you can't reach the 20 minute walk, just grounding yourself, going outside, putting your trainers on, like you say, and just stepping into that atmosphere. I just think if I ever think that I just don't want near my body, don't, doesn't serve me, just get it away. I've stomped it out with my feet and then I can start the day in a more positive mood. So yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely. right. And changing yeah. your environment as well, I always think, yes. that, you know, even that shift of going from inside the house to outside the house or inside mm-hmm. your office to outside or, you know, from home to your office or whatever it might be for you changing that environment you're in instantly yeah. changes the energy and it might not be a massive shift but there will be a shift so that would be another thing that I would say you know just just try and and, and change your environment in in some way if you are struggling and I think that's an important yeah. message particularly in January you know oh, yes. sight of the fact that you know it is it is a, a trickier month for a lot of people um lots of reasons you know mm-hmm. weather being one of them yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've spoken to many people through January that needed that little bit of a lift. And like you say, just those little changes, a little bit of self-care for yourself, even if it's one minute a day, just doing something for yourself, even if it's putting on your trainers and walking around the house. Yes. <laughs> if you don't want to go outside in the rain, but you're still changing the atmosphere, like you're saying, because you're going from the front room to the kitchen to wherever you want to walk, you know, and then you eventually step outside and get a bit braver. Because I have found that I've had some clients that don't want to step outside as well. So they build up their confidence with their walking skills inside and then they start to go outside. Absolutely. Wonderful. It really is. And talking of wonderful, it is always wonderful chatting to you, Katie. It's such a pleasure. And you. And I would love, I know many of my listeners already know you, where you are, website, Instagram, everything, but maybe you could just remind anyone that is new to the podcast or new to you. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Katie Blake. I'm known as Katie the Skin Whisperer on Instagram. You can find me on my own website, which is exactly the same, Katie the the Skin Whisperer. And then I am on your teach training website so I can teach people and give them the qualification in gua sha and facial yoga which has been such a wonderful experience seeing how people are blossoming so thank you for that Danielle 
Well, thank you. And yes, if, if anyone wants more information on how they can train as a facial guasha teacher, no prior experience is needed. You can do all of the training from home and you are the wonderful super trainer for them. And also, as many people know, we do our face yoga teacher training qualification, exactly the yes. same thing. You can study from home, no prior experience needed. Um, it's an international accredited qualification. You can also be our super trainer for their super trainer for that. So yes. um, you can get the, the double wow me on our website which is faceyogaexpert.com yes and what i found wonderful actually is when people it has been lovely doing face yoga and facial gua sha together when you teach facial yoga and i teach facial gua sha it's such a nice team to do i love teaching the facial yoga as well amazing thank you so much katie it's an absolute pleasure to chat to you thank you danielle So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.